Welcome to the Messy Life Mighty Love Podcast. I am Abby, your host, storyteller, fellow Messy Life journeyer, and friend. I come to you today again after a hiatus. It wasn't planned. I had said I will come to you every two weeks, but you know how life can go. Thankfully, I have been well and good. It's just been hard to find time to record a podcast. You are listening to episode 66 messy gardening and what we learn from it in this episode i will talk about the things that i've been learning and seeing through gardening while i am no expert i definitely think you can learn a thing or two right along with me as i put my hands in the dirt and plant things that look pretty like flowers things that I can eat like tomatoes and herbs and a little arugula. I think about the people that brought me into this world, my mother and my father. They loved the earth. My mother always would have a large vegetable garden that she would plant every year and I would help to weed it as a part of my chores And I would help to snap the ends of green beans, getting ready for dinner. She lost a bit of that garden each place we went, but she would always make room for the beautiful and the edible and the edible and beautiful. And that was a way that she just made her mark wherever we lived. My parents never owned a home of their own. But I would always say, and so would my siblings, that each time we made a home for ourselves in a new place, no matter how run down or how hard of a situation it was, she would always make beautiful things with flowers and gardens and things that grow. And so as I garden, as I urge things to life and to fruitfulness, I think of my mama and all the ways that she persevered in this world. And then there's my papa, my father, who soon on July 1st, we would celebrate what would have been his 82nd birthday. And as I travel this year of fresh grief, moving to the day that he died last year, August 6th, and having just come from Father's Day, I think that I will think a lot of him and a lot about him this time of year. Not only because of the significant days related to a father, to my father, but because in the planting, I always think of him. It's true, I can't think of this good earth where we live and walk and yes, grow without thinking of my father. He was a farmer from birth, I think, and when I think of all the hours, all the days and years stretching, when he would drive his tractor in the fields, 
growing things for the cows, growing things for them to eat. And when I think about planting ears of corn for us to eat, when I think about him in his later years with a tiller, a rototiller, and how he would till people's gardens, I just cannot think about gardening without thinking about my father. And as I do, I feel closer to him and my mom, as I already talked about. There's something about me getting close to the earth that gets me closer to these two who have gone before to glory. And yes, with my wonderful parents who lived a messy, beautiful life, I think about the mess of gardening. I don't remember why, but somehow when I pulled out those gardening gloves and began to plant the flowers and the tomatoes and the herbs, I got them very muddy and the mud sort of seeped through. So even though I've been wearing gloves since then, I couldn't bear to put them in the wash with any other thing, thinking it would all turn muddy. I pull off those gloves and I have plenty of mud under my fingernails. And it makes me think, I think these hands are just supposed to be muddy in this season of gardening, this season of planting. It seems so especially important to me this year, grieving my dad's fresh loss last August, and also 20 years in May we passed since my mom died. And so it was so important for me to just plant and to plant in hope to water and to weed and to talk to if needed plants flowers and tomatoes and herbs are all I got to this year but to see them grow and to feel the hope in the midst of what is a very real grief a very real missing and I just love how gardening brings me to that place of a deeper knowledge of the waiting, of a deeper knowledge of the patterns of the earth and how I have good ground that can grow beautiful things, not only around my house, but around my heart and in my heart. And then there's God, the one who makes all things truly grow. I don't have the ability to make the sun shine on my plants. I don't have the ability while I can water them to bring that fresh drops of rain that make things I feel like just perk to life unless there's too much rain, but we haven't had that. And I think about the God who placed his first people, Adam and Eve, in a garden, a rich and beautiful and perfect place. And their job was to tend that garden to tend the land. And I feel so close to what God first made this world to be, a beautiful, unmarred garden. And I want that remembrance in my heart and in my life. I was just reading in my study of Mark, the Gospel of Mark, reading the parable of the sower, and I couldn't help but think again as I was gardening and weeding and pulling out rocks in my own garden around my own home where I live in this earth. And I thought about how, and I'm continuing to think about how 
that seed that God wants to perpetually plant in our hearts needs tending. I don't want to have a seed that gets into me in the midst of a busyness where I forget it. I don't want a seed that comes to me and takes root quickly, but is scorched by the sun because it does not have good root in me. I don't want to have seed planted in places where thorns and thistles and weeds are going to choke out the life of it. I want to have good soil and I want to be prepared to clear away the things that get in the way from me truly receiving and being grown by God. So I've taken to noticing where my good soil is around my home. There's a place that has a pipe running underneath and that is not a good place. The soil does not go very deep and I have not had good success in that area. And then there's the rich soil and the lily bushes that I was sure were not going to flower this year. But alas, the buds are there and I cannot wait to see those lilies come forth into life. And I think about the pansies that I got in at our Welcome Network brunch. They were the centerpiece and how I planted them in hope and how they're taking root and they're spreading something that I was given at such a beautiful time. And so whenever I water and look at those pansies, I think about the beautiful work God is doing through the ministry he has called my husband and I to in resettling refugees. When I think about the pots of flowers and how they're expanding and filling all the space till you can't even see the soil underneath. And I wonder if they'll outgrow the pots that I've put them in. And what will I do? I don't want to buy more pots. Maybe I'll do something else. I don't know. And I'm looking forward to the surprises, the perennials that'll come up that I'm not sure when I look at them now that they will find life again. And two, I'm looking at the tomatoes, so excited. I planted so many different kinds of tomatoes, but alas, I'm going away soon and some of them will ripen when I'm gone and I've had to let them go to someone that I love, a neighbor who will care for the garden and rightly so. And I just love seeing each new tomato form and watching it grow. And I don't know how I miss just the wonder of it. For such a long time in my life when I've been here and there and away in the summers and not being able to plant, I knew that I had something missing in my life and I knew I needed to plant this year to get my hands dirty and to garden. And I think about the word that I chose for this year, or that God helped me to choose and directed me to, which is pure. And I think of that pure beauty of flowers as they spring to life, as they pollinate and as they spread. And I'm taking care of some of the flowers at church too, and I've been loving to watch them bloom and grow and after blooms have died to grow again. I just love it. But as I think about that word pure, I think about how 
sometimes the process of purity gets you dirty, gets you in the mud, in the soil, to come close to where things grow. It doesn't mean if you're going to walk a pure journey. It doesn't mean that you won't get messy. It doesn't mean that you won't be sullied somehow by things that are necessary for growth. Things that, well, let's face it, we all are messy gardens. We all have weeds and rocks and We need the great tender, the great gardener to care for us. And I love that he does just that. So wrapping this all up in a pretty bow, I hope not. It's probably got some mud on it this week, some soil that I don't think about calling mud anymore when I'm talking about gardening. I think about it as a place where things grow and there's joy. There is a harvest of joy coming for each of us as we sow in God. As we plant in him, he may have you gardening like me and enjoying it afresh and anew or as you do each year, seeing things grow, watching life come to be where there wasn't before, where it was just a seed or a small plant. And I love it. And I hope that you love this reminder too. Because we know, we know that those flowers persistently popping up, that those buds forming, that those places, those spaces where fruit is coming, that that represents a light shining in the darkness that represents a God who will not be defeated and can never, ever, ever be overcome. I hope you enjoyed this reflection on gardening. And I hope that just in the slowing and in the thinking, whether you are actively gardening or not, you've learned a thing or two about growing and what it teaches us and being good seed for God to work in and therefore consider this time well spent. For more from me, my journey with mental illness and all of the things that God has taught me over these last few years, you can visit my website, abigailalleman.com That's Abigail, A-B-I-G-A-I-L, Alleman, A-L-L-E-M-A-N, dot com. There are a couple of free ebooks there, which you might find helpful in your life. The first you get from subscribing to my newsletter. It's called A Simple Path to Mental Wholeness, The Three R's. And I would love for you to receive that gift and join the community uh, that I have there through my newsletter. And you can also find me on Instagram at abigail.alleman. As has been my custom, I would like to leave you with a quote an excerpt from my book released in March called A Million Skies. Secure in God's strength when your mind can't rest. This is from chapter 11 
from close to open. Eventually it comes, that first softening pink of sunrise, with all the promise imaginable for a new day. For me, the first glimmers of sun sunrise came precisely on the hills of the dank darkness, and the colors of this new day brought a weightiness of promise. In Hungary, I caught a glance of the dawn when my beloved Jared read the promises of the Psalms to me in the hospital, and when my twin sister, Sarah, held my hand and promised me God would bring me through the darkness and decided victory. I chose life when I looked into my two-year-old son's eyes as we played puzzles on the hardwood floor of our Budapest flat. I turned toward God's restoration when my darling five-year-old daughter hugged me with the joy of having a mother. Later, I saw God's provision when my seven-year-old son demonstrated resilience and happiness in a new life in America. These moments and so many others invited me to trust that there was a new day for me and those whom I love. The sunrise of this new day deepened as I stayed the course in opening myself to God and others. Two months after my second hospital stay in Orlando, I wrote my first online post about my journey with bipolar disorder. I had previously shared the fragile tender pieces with a friend, but this was my first step in opening myself to the world. And as I read about that promise of a new day, I think about the sun rising each day on the works of our hands, on gardens, on parenting, in marriage, in work that God loves to grow that which is faithfully planted and faithfully tended as we seek to be his servants, but most of all upheld by his faithfulness. I would love to meet you right here next time. Thank you.